What does it mean to be an authentic leader? Well, on this episode of the 11th Thing podcast, I will be exploring the topic of leadership authenticity with my special guest, leadership coach, Melissa Eisenbrand. My name is Paul Aladinika, and you are listening to the 11th Thing podcast. Welcome to episode 5 of the 11th Thing podcast. This episode is a further exploration of the nine principles of exceptional leadership, which I covered in episode 3. So if you've not had the chance to catch that episode, please do have a listen as it will provide some really useful context. Okay, so here's what you can look forward to in this installment. I'm going to start by introducing my special guest, Melissa Eisenbrandt. Then we're going to discuss the concept of authentic leadership and dig deeper, looking at examples from Melissa's experience. And finally, I'm going to invite Melissa to offer a few takeaways for listeners. So, on this episode of the 11th Thing podcast, I have the pleasure of introducing Melissa Eisenbrandt, and we're going to be talking about the concept of authentic leadership. Melissa is an International Coaching Federation accredited leadership coach and content developer. For nearly 20 years, Melissa has been involved in leadership training and coaching, while also creating content and leading on curriculum development for both domestic and international application. She believes that regardless of where someone is at, there's always a next level of the extraordinary to be reached. Melissa has her own coaching business, Royal Coaching Colorado, And she also consults for training companies, coaching schools, and advisory boards. And towards the end of the podcast, I'm going to be inviting Melissa to say a little bit more about her work. But first of all, welcome, Melissa, to the 11th Thing podcast. It's wonderful to have you on. How are you? Hi, thank you. I'm well, thank you. How are you doing? I'm very well. Very, very well indeed. So let's make a start, Melissa. I mean, from your perspective, Drawing on your lived experience and observations, give me a little pen picture of authentic leadership from your perspective. What is it? What does it look like? I think at the heart of authenticity is integrity. And I think that um, at the root of it is self-awareness, just knowing values and purpose, knowing one's tendencies and strengths and weaknesses. And then in that, the ability to show up as your true self and to interact with your, the environment, whether it's the people or spaces and in various situations, being able to show up consistently. And t- tell me, what, from your perspective, what would you say are some of the challenges from what you've seen? What would you say are some of the challenges that leaders experience and encounter in trying to be their authentic selves? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I think there's so much at risk when there's a lack of authenticity and with leaders specifically, I think in one, on one hand, there's a limit to growth because if we are not showing up authentically, inevitably there is a barrier in terms of others being able to confront us and Mm -hmm. being able to call us out. And I also think there's a greater risk of isolation for leaders who don't show up authentically and you know, you hear of leaders who um, just have these decades worth of incredible sacrifice and serving and giving and pouring into others, and then later learn of these intense moral failures or setbacks. Mm-hmm. And 
I think that um, lack of consistency goes to show the the lack of authenticity. And so there's so much at risk and so much to gain when we are willing to have the courage to show up as our true self. That's a, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. It's quite interesting, actually, because as I was preparing for this podcast, I was doing a little bit of research. And one of the things that I hear a lot about is that is the need for people, obviously, to turn up as their authentic selves. But at the same time, there's a school of thought that says, in some instances, the last thing that you would want is some leaders to turn up as their authentic selves because of the kind of character and personality that they have. So how do you how do you navigate that? How do you advise clients on the very delicate divide between authenticity and appropriateness? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I think with Sometimes authenticity can be linked together with transparency. And I think with leaders, there is definitely wisdom in knowing when to be transparent and when not to be. And I think with authenticity, the key is that you maintain those values regardless of the situation. And so when there is a huge storm of, of one thing or another, as a leader, you want to be strong. And yes, there there might be that inner panic, mm. but in for the sake of the health of the team and the strength of the organization, it's not that you deceive or hide things, but you use wisdom and discretion in knowing what is appropriate transparency. But then that authenticity piece comes in when you show up and you, with consistency, and you show up with the same mission and message and character, and you hold on to those values regardless. That's really powerful, actually. And I, I completely agree with you. I think that's a really, I think that's a really sensible approach to, to authenticity. And one of the other interesting things, actually, that I found about leadership authentic, authenticity is the number of leaders. I mean, I mentioned, I think I mentioned to you in a previous conversation we've had, Melissa, that I, I blog quite a lot on, on Medium and when I'm reading through some of the blogs, it's incredible how many people blog on the issue of leadership imposter syndrome and the idea of sort of the idea of leaders having to fake it until they until they make it. You know, what are your thoughts and views on why leaders feel that they have to be inauthentic in in organizations or spaces? Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, I think some of the root of that is fear because yeah. what if we show up what if we risk showing up as our true self and it's not enough? Yes. What if we show up as our true self and they find out I'm not who I'm not um, worthy of this position or worthy of leadership? And so I think a lot of that is rooted in fear. But when we are living in our in our 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 authentic self, when we are able to name our tendencies and our strengths and our weaknesses and we know our own value and purpose, then we are able to show up. And, you know, that authenticity piece has the power to set us free and to tame those beasts of insecurities or tame the beast of self-doubt. And so it's this oxymoron in many ways, because, you know, to be able to name it and identify it and seek out support in the areas of weakness, it's really freeing as leaders. And I think that in owning authenticity and showing up that way consistently, those beats of um, insecurity or self-doubt or imposter syndrome, 
can really be tamed. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a really good point. I think that's a really good point. And and just sort of picking up on that point, Melissa, what what role do you think organizations have to play in encouraging and nurturing and cultivating authentic leadership? Yeah. I think first of all, when the leader is showing up with authenticity, there's freedom and fearlessness to do what is consistently right. And I think as a leader, you create a culture that um, fosters freedom and fearlessness to just show up and to do your best. And as a leader, I think a lot of that um, in terms of the organizational space is that you consistently hold on to values mm. and keep mission out front um, because that mission and the organization and the values come first. Yeah. I, I agree. And it's it's interesting you picking up on that point, actually, because when, when I was, you know, certainly from my experience, sort of looking at how organizations can encourage certain kinds of leadership behaviors, it's interesting how one of the most effective ways that organizations can do that is is to reward what they want to see and and not by by omission reward what they don't want to see so i think there's almost like a conscious awareness on the part of organizations as well wouldn't you say about sort of actively looking to recognize authenticity and reward authenticity particularly when it builds integrity of the workforce yes absolutely and i think the whole the whole idea that setting the example as leaders is just huge. And the role of leaders in Mm. terms of calling others up to that next level of extraordinary. And if the culture as a whole is established as one of authenticity and connection, inevitably, then from that, those who are not uh, stepping up with authenticity will experience isolation to one degree or another and not have that personal growth into that next level Mm. um, as they see around around them in that space yeah absolutely i agree i agree wholeheartedly with that and so so that so coming on to the sort of the, the lived experience aspect of this so you know give us a few you know give us a few pen pictures of authentic leadership that you have seen that have really impressed you and in many ways exemplify the idea of authentic leadership as a impactful and effective leadership brand. So, you know, where have you seen this demonstrated powerfully and meaningfully and effectively? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's interesting. I was thinking about a couple of leaders um, in preparation just for our conversation today. And there was a director, his name was Daniel, and he was consistent in message and mission and character and consistently wanting what was best for others and for the organization as a whole. And he showed up and he was honest about his own strengths and weaknesses. He was honest and direct in confrontation. And he called the team out when we needed to be called, but we also knew it was with the purpose of building us up and strengthening Mm. us Mm. and seeing that consistency and authenticity inherently, he also had the trust of others. And so it's a reminder of the ripple effect of authenticity because it's not one issue. It's the continued ripple effect 
yes. ripple effect and influence there. And then I think of another leader who was actually quite the opposite. And um, he was one way behind closed doors. And um, he, I think a lot of the challenges came from um, his personal life, not necessarily matching up with who he was called to be in the workspace. Yeah. And so in the midst of struggling with that and wanting to present himself as one way, there's a lot of tension and mm. especially with the other leaders who worked hand in hand with him. Mm. And so that, you know, there are limits in terms of growth, like yeah. the, the, the whole organization as a self, as a whole is impacted when a leader does not show up that way and models inconsistency and, you know, in terms of the long term, the growth factor, but then even day to day wondering who's going to show up today, which one are <laughs> we going to get today? And you know, <laughs> then you're dreading going in, like just the ripple effect is yeah. really huge. Yeah. Yeah. That no, that that is that is a very good point. I can imagine how how potentially destabilizing that that can be for an organization and also for a staff group. Because then, then you are, as you say, you are literally constantly sort of questioning for one moment, what, what, what are you getting? What, what are you experiencing? And it, and it must be quite destabilizing in terms of, you know, performance and, you know, the capability of, 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 of the team. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. And it's that we will absolutely have influence on others and yeah. it's it's foolish to think that we can show up in a bad place and that's mm -hmm. not going to impact others yeah and especially when it's that authenticity piece because the ripple effect is so big and it impacts trust and influence yes. and growth and so yes. when we realize man if we show up and we have the freedom and fearlessness to do what is right consistently that is impacting others in the good in that same to that same degree. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I think that's I think that's really powerful. And then in terms of in terms of specific traits or characteristics that you've seen, Melissa, that that impress you about authentic leadership. I mean, have you I mean, where you have seen it demonstrated, are there specific instances and examples of leaders being really authentic that you thought you've nailed it? That's really impressive. Mm hmm. Yeah, you know, I think of the man that I mentioned who modeled it so well and the consistency in message and mission and character. And, you know, when it was a great victory and there was something to celebrate and encouragement, he would absolutely share that with the individual, but then with the team as a whole. And so with that came the opportunity to celebrate one another's growth and to celebrate each other's victories and wins. And then when challenges came, because mm -hmm. this was an organization that did a lot of international work, and when challenges came, whether it was with someone in the States or someone across the ocean, mm -hmm. um, he was able to deal with it with such humility yes. and directness. Yeah and honesty, and truly, mm. even in the midst of conflict, or in the midst of celebration, you knew he wanted what was best. Mm. That's that, that is, I mean, everyone dreams of that, 
having that kind yeah. of leader um that, yes. that yeah that's that's amazing that is very very impressive and quite rare to be fair <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> absolutely so rare yeah and just just picking up again just backtracking slightly on that because you you made an interesting point earlier and I and I'm sort of coming back to that which is which is this idea of the fear of acceptance if i if i turn up as my real self maybe people won't accept me maybe may, maybe people will judge me do, do you have you seen or do you think that that is a particular concern that leaders have in terms of leading with authenticity oh absolutely i think that fear is the main driver of not being able to show yeah. up authentically because in tied in that is not just will i not be accepted am i not enough mm. but then also tied in that is fear of failure so failing yeah. your team failing mm -hmm. others failing the organization and then if goals are are not met mm -hmm. was this my fault is it because i'm not enough and you know, there's a fine line between, yes, you want to take responsibility and you want to be accountable. But at the same time, when we show up authentically and we can say, yes, you know, you all know I'm not the most administrative leader, or mm -hmm. as we all know, I'm not great when it comes to this. But yeah. instead of hiding that, calling it out and then taking action in terms of having support and to balance those weaknesses yeah that's a really good point that is a really good point that whole i mean it's often it's often it's not always played up this idea that sometimes leadership is one of the loneliest places that you can mm -hmm. be and one of the most difficult challenges that you can have because everyone is looking to you for direction mm -hmm. and people very quickly forget and don't often remember that leaders need support you know, yeah. le leaders need a network. And I think you make a really powerful point there about, you know, in your authenticity, you, you need a safe place to go when you are when you're having doubts and you're having mm -hmm. concerns about about yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think isolation is sometimes unrecognized. Sometimes I think it's minimized in terms mm. of how isolating leadership can be. And uh, unfortunately, it was really highlighted when COVID happened and, you know, we yeah. have this pandemic. And so leaders are not only dealing with the trauma and the heaviness of those on their team, but then they also are personally experiencing that. And so who is going to be on your home team? And I say home team, sure. meaning who are those trusted people that you can keep in the front row right next to you? who can help you show up as your authentic self, who can call you out when you need to be called out, who can encourage you, who can speak truth, and always for the sake of your best in mind. Mm, absolutely. And Melissa, in, you know, in your experience, do you think the expectation of authenticity is a level playing field for both men and women? Or, or do you think that the bar is set higher for women to evidence their authenticity compared to men? Is there a, is there a difference there, do you think? Yeah, you know, I think it's different. I wouldn't necessarily say there's a higher expectation or a higher um, challenge for mm. men or women. Yeah. But I think it's different because... I've met a lot of um, leaders who are men that struggle with, 
what about failure? If I show up and I don't have it all together, people are going to doubt me. And then this whole beast of insecurities Mm -hmm. and the imposter syndrome is just so magnified. And then I think with women, it's hard because, I mean, it's a different kind of hard. It's a different kind of challenge because we want to show up authentically. And from the leaders that I work with that are women, oftentimes it's not wanting to appear too vulnerable and not wanting to be weak or emotional. And so how do you be strong and show up authentically? Yeah, that's a, that is, that is such a good point. That is, that is such a good point. And, and as a coach, Melissa, I mean, you're, you're, you're a coach, you're a trainer. How do you, how do you coax out authenticity from leaders? How how do you, how how do you get them to be authentic and to accept themselves? Because I think, if you're going to lead authentically, you've got to accept yourself. There's an acceptance there, isn't there? Yes, absolutely. And I think that authenticity truly begins with awareness. And that discovery is huge because yeah. sometimes people don't even know values. And so one within the first session or two, I dive into values right away mm. because I think that values and purpose from that then overflow passion and mission and what keeps you healthy for the long haul. But that self-awareness piece is crucial because if you don't know what your weaknesses are, or you don't know why certain things are so hard and laborious, then there's just um, a lack of authenticity as the overflow of that. Mm. Yes. And I, 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 one of the nine characteristics in a previous episode i think it was episode three i covered the nine characteristics of exceptional leaders and one of those was self-awareness which obviously as you've highlighted correctly ties very closely into authenticity and one of the challenges you're quite right that leaders do face is that sort of lack of self-knowledge they they, they don't know themselves and i think the danger often is that if you don't know yourself you can't manage yourself Mm-hmm. Um, do, do, you, do you encounter that at all with some of the leaders that, that you interact with? Yes, absolutely. I think that oftentimes it's that piece of wanting to lead well, wanting to manage well. And usually it's from a good place with good intention. But there's the tendency then without self-awareness to project that yes. on others and to shift blame and to shift accountability or responsibility. And so before you can deal effectively with a team or other people as individuals, even you have to know yourself and your own tendencies and your values. And from that, then you can lead not only yourself to that next level of extraordinary, but you take others up that too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like, I like that. I, I think that that's, that's such an important point because the whole f- essence of leadership is for leaders to empower others to empower others. Mm-hmm. So, so even within the context of authenticity, it is about empowering others to be their authentic selves so that they can empower others also to be their authentic selves. Mm-hmm. I think, I think people are able to mature into leadership, not because they deny themselves, it's because they recognize themselves. Yes, absolutely. I fully agree with that. So, so Melissa, in terms of your your key takeaways, because we've we've covered a fair amount of ground here. So, if you were if you were going to sort of pick out a few key takeaways for listeners to this podcast, what 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 would they be? 
You know, I was thinking a bit about this and I am, I often use analogies in my coaching because I think mm-hmm. that they can be helpful with imagery. And yeah. the analogy that came to mind was a picture of a Roman soldier and <laughs> how authenticity, authenticity can really become our armor mm-hmm. as leaders and use it for the good. And so yeah. that in authenticity, that helmet would be identity and yeah. really knowing our identity and yeah. having awareness as yeah. to who we are. And then with authenticity, the breastplate would be integrity and being able to show up consistently yeah. and that freedom and fearlessness that comes with that. Mm. And then um, the sword would be fighting for growth. And yeah. how do you cut through obstacles and the stuff that gets in the way for yourself and for others, really? Mm. And then that shield would be um, protecting us from the insecurities and the imposter syndrome, because when we know our identity, we can hold up that shield to guard us from insecurity. And then the the boots um, would be our values, because the values are what keep us grounded. And the values bring stability when everything else seems to be in uproar or um, disarray. Those values can keep us firm. I love that illustration. It is really, really powerful. I, I'm great with visuals. I'm a, I'm a very sort of visual learner. So yeah. the way you described it makes perfect sense to me. I get that. So really much appreciated, Melissa, for you know setting things out though with setting things out with those really insightful takeaways. And now I just want to hear a little, a little bit more about Royal Coaching Colorado. You know, tell us more about that. You know, what do you do? Who are you working with? Yes. Tell us more about your work. You. So I do leadership coaching both with individuals and small groups, and I've had the privilege of doing that domestically and just in terms of the international context as well. And really, it is such a a privilege and an honor to walk alongside other leaders who Mm. are growing and intentionally wanting um, to lead others well, and then serving on advisory boards. Um, for leaders and for those who are making an impact in bigger communities. And so just being able to meet with them as well is such a privilege. That That is amazing. And one of the things that, that I, I'm always impressed by is, and you and I have this, have this back and forth um, online, is that this, this, this quote that you use, helping leaders to the next level of the extraordinary, yeah. What, what what does that mean, really? I mean, what that that that's more than just a phrase. That's that's something that you deeply believe in. Yes, it is like fire in my soul. Yeah. So I really believe that regardless if someone is the administrative assistant or the CEO, there is always the next level of extraordinary to reach. And by yeah. that, I mean there's greater freedom that that someone can experience. There are strengths that you can tap into in new ways. There is a greater level of influence. And Mm. I don't mean necessarily power with that. Sometimes it goes hand in hand, but truly just living in the power of your true self and then Mm -hmm. consistently experiencing freedom in that. Yeah. I, I completely understand. And and how can people contact you, Melissa? So if, if listeners want to know more about Royal Coaching Colorado and the work that you're doing and the impact that you're having, how can how can they find out more about you? 
So my website is royalcoachingcolorado.com. And my email is royalcoachingco at gmail. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Melissa. It's been brilliant having you on this episode of the 11th Thing podcast and really appreciate your insights and your perspectives. And I really do look forward to having you back. This is such a broad Mm -hmm. subject and I'd really like to pick your brains again in future on another topic uh, relating to leadership. I would love that. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor. Finally, before I sign off, can I ask that you please share this podcast across your social networks? Please also check out episodes one, two, and three of the 11th Thing podcast. And if you want to know more about the issues being covered in this series, head over to Believeonomics on YouTube and TikTok for a sneak peek. There are a range of videos there, which I'm sure you'll find really useful. Finally, you may also want to check out Paula Ladinica on medium.com, where I post a new blog once a week. Thanks for listening. Thank you.